Welcome to another episode of the Social Work Rants Podcast. This is Bass. Uh, I've been weighing back and forth on whether to record this particular topic or not. But it is uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. And I feel like I could probably help somebody out there um with this topic and with stuff everything that's been going on uh since the last episode I recorded uh, seems like like years ago and if you listen to the last few podcasts I'm still trying to figure out how often I'm going to record what day of the week to launch new episodes and stuff like that so like I said, I'm a newbie to the podcast world, so figuring stuff out. Um, I don't want to jinx it, but there's I'm working on some things for future episodes. But today, I'll just give an update on what's been going on from the last episode. And this um, episode is actually dedicated to my mom. Um... And I will tell you why um, I dedicated this episode to my mom and naming this episode Dear Mama. Um, so uh, work-wise, it's been not as crazy as it's been. Um, it's still losing a couple clients here and there due to COVID, um, you know, here living in New York, you know, it's still crazy, even though the numbers have gone down, uh, deaths has gone down, hospitalizations has gone down, but it's still out there, folks, so you need to wear your mask, wear your gloves, so, no, I lost a client, um, the beginning of this month, uh, I think I lost a client since the last, another client since the last episode I recorded, so that'll be two as of this recording, um, and so that's been going on with work, and on top of that, you know, taking care of two elderly parents, um, thank goodness, um, my girlfriend has been pretty much taking care of my kids. I've been seeing them on the weekends. Um, so she's my MVP of quarantine, as I mentioned in the last episode. So, um, in particular, dealing with my mom, um, you know, been having a lot of issues, you know, basically, uh, COVID not only has affected work-wise, but also on a personal front, um, my mom ended up having it, but let me go, uh, we'll diagnose with COVID, but let me go back, uh, been having these issues kind of stem from, you know, mom never really took care of herself. Um, and then 
let's go back to 2018 um, when I left one of my jobs that I had and which I was like kind of working from home most of the time and then when I got a job as an assistant director at a residence I noticed even more things kind of health wise kind of things starting to no more open um eyes eye opening things um you notice my mom's always had some issues with like her gait and losing her balance having vertigo and she's fallen a couple of times um luckily at the time didn't break anything any bones or anything like that and then things uh so I get worse, like falling more often, but she would go to the doctor and not tell the doctor anything. I'm like, to the point I was like, why is your doctor not doing anything for you? You have all these issues and you, you should have a home attendant, um, you hearing aids, you can't hear, you're losing your hearing. I don't need hearing aids. Like, yes, you do. Um... You know, this elderly Hispanic woman being stubborn. Uh, and it's just like ongoing, ongoing. I remember one day my son had some issue at school. My mom, uh, I was at work. My mom went to the school and on her way to the school, to, uh, she ended up falling in the streets um, she like cracked her head open, uh, had like seven staples in her head, uh, cause she likes to walk with a cane and I live on a hill among hills. The Bronx is full of hills and then didn't walk properly. You want to speed even with a cane. So it's kind of hard on a podcast to explain how she walked, but <laughs> it wasn't an appropriate for walking up or down a hill, um, refused to you know use a walker. She'd rather use a cane. Um, even bought her a walker, a rollator, and she ref- absolutely refused to use it. Um, so she cracked her head open one time. Another time, um, you know she fell again. And I was like, you know, if you fall, you know, your next fall, you are really going to put yourself in a predicament. Your body's not going to adjust to you falling and recuperating. Uh, so last summer, um, I had told her I had a busy weekend. I was going to see my kid's godmother in Poughkeepsie. Then the next day, one of my boys was getting married. I had told her. I'm not going to be home this weekend to make sure you don't do anything crazy. Just be careful. You know, don't hurt yourself. No, my dad is not a spring chicken either. Has a lot of health issues. And he's not going to be able to really help you as much until I get back. Go to Poughkeepsie. 
She got a life alert on. Get a voicemail from the life alert that she fell in and went to the hospital. So you come to find out she breaks her ankle in two places. Left ankle needs surgery. I'm like, this is just lovely. Um, so I'm in Poughkeepsie. Um, go back home. Um, you know, making phone calls to the hospital, getting updates. I go to the wedding the next day. Um, you know, then I'm following up after the wedding the next day, couple of days. Surgery went goes well. Stays in the hospital a couple of days. She needs subacute rehab to for the ankle. Um, trying to find a nursing home for her to recuperate. I know of a couple because the way my job works is that we have no nursing homes and networks. So I already know of a couple and dealing with her long-term insurance company, trying to find nursing homes and asking around, asking my coworkers about nursing homes, place her in one in the Bronx for rehab. And she does the rehab. And it's going well. One month passes by, two months passes by. She ends up having uh, two wounds in the same ankle. She broke the ankle one. So it's in the cast. They see the wounds there. So she needs a wound back. So they stop the rehab in order to do the wound backs. So it's healing, healing slow. Mom got uh, diabetes, high blood pressure, and in the while she was hospitalized having surgery, she uh, was diagnosed with pulmonary embolism, which is a new diagnosis for her. So, you know, by that time when she broke her ankle, I already had left. Uh, a year prior, already had left the residential job. That job was crazy. I don't, um, so I'm working in Harlem, you know, learning more about, you know, medical diagnoses, medical social work. Um, learning kind of helps me out, learning about other nursing homes. Uh, help working with seniors. So I'm working with seniors, living with two seniors at home. Um, kind of helped me out dealing with my parents and getting services they need, helping out with their benefits, things of that nature. So when, by the time mom needed a place in a nursing home, I kind of had an idea as to what um to look for not to look for in a nursing home um and, and just dealing with placement and trying to explain to mom this was going to happen in a nursing home what is to be expected not expected you know do the rehab get better we'll get you home and we'll take care of you you will have your your aid service again in place in the home advocate for you to have more hours and you know things of that nature so when she got the wounds 
any progress she made with the rehab kind of dissipated. Um, her wounds took a long time to heal. Once it did heal, um, the rehab started back up. Uh, eventually, she started. Uh, the doctor gave finally gave her clearance to weight bear on her ankles. Prior to that, she didn't get clearance for to bear weight on her ankle. So this is already the summer, last summer, 2019, July, August. I mean, going September, October, November. You know, she spends Christmas in the nursing home. Um, you know, her wound was once the wound happened, like that just took forever to heal. Going back and forth to the doctor, like, is it healing? The ankle finally heals, but still dealing with the wounds and the wound back. And once that started going, we're going like late January, February, and now she's you know going to rehab and stuff like that. And I'm having you know. Issues getting calls from the nursing home facility say, hey, uh, she's not making progress with the rehab. Uh, it even used the words non-compliant with the rehab. I'm like, what do you mean not compliant? So we have a care plan meeting. I was like, oh, uh, she's basically total dependent in terms of, you know, her functioning uh, transferring from wheelchair to to from bed to wheelchair and wheelchair back to bed. Uh, the only thing functionally she could do is eat, drink, and uh, watch TV. Like she's still alert, oriented times three. Uh, able to talk to you, whatever. So I'm like the whole time, you know, been going on from the summer, July, August. We going on. December, January, into the beginning of February, and it's like, okay, we have all these months, and she's not making any progress, no, no, what's going on, I'm trying to talk to mom, like, hey, if you want to come back home, this is what you need to do, like, you know, I can't, you know, physically take care of you, from what the doctors are telling telling me, um, you know, dad definitely can't. Um, so you need to do what you need to do. Like, um, they're talking about horror lift in order for her to go home. I'm like, I did that real quick. I'm like, no, she, we, we can't use a horror lift. There's no space for a horror lift in the house. Um, talking about like a wheelchair. Um, basically, that she became like wheelchair bound. So I'm like, all she did was break her ankle, it healed. So all all this time in the nursing home and he's telling me she's not functioning. Uh, so how she went into the hospital and the nursing home worse coming out, like I didn't understand that. And it's like, mom is just like making excuses and like, you want to go home, right? Like, yeah, so do what you need to do. Like, with the rehab, like, I'm trying, I'm doing it, but it's just, they're not helping me, this and that. So, 
Uh, you know, the usual excuses of social workers here from clients making excuses for not doing what they need to do. That's what I'm hearing from my mom. So I remember um, I'm also a uh, a licensed uh, Zumba instructor. So during this uh, whole time, mom is in the nursing home. I end up getting hired at uh, Crunch Gym in the Bronx there in Queens. So I'm like doing classes here and there. I'm actually doing uh, teaching uh, kids on every other Saturday, um, November, December. So after class, I would like go see mom, bring her lunch because she hated the food at the nursing home, Uh, talking to her, um, trying to get updates from the staff at the nursing home, Um, trying to go on the weekdays, it was hard is to uh, see her since I got to go home, deal with homework, dinner for the kids, make sure dad is okay. Um, so it was just a lot going on. So this episode is probably like a rambling <laughs> episode, um, but pretty much the whole point is a lot going on. Um, so managing two jobs, two kids, two parents, um, and doing what, what I need to do. Um, I wanted to get the side hustle going with the gym that's going, working full time, kids are in school, come home, they doing their homework. Um, my son had prior to COVID has not missed a day of school. Um, I think my daughter only missed like maybe one or two days the whole school year uh, prior to COVID. Um, getting good grades, no behavioral issues, no major issues related to school at all. So not to worry about that. Um, so, back to mom going December, January and related to the gym. So it was like a Friday night. I actually got um, requested myself and a coworker to um, provide a gym class out of school in the Bronx, not far from, from the gym that, that I do my classes at. So it was, you know, um, on the phone, mom, no asking how she doing, whatever, and there's beginning talks of you know we uh, not therapists be done with rehab or getting point uh, to a point where they're no longer going to offer the rehab for her because they feel like she's at her max functioning level, which is basically wheelchair bound. Um. And I'm on the phone with mom. Is like I want to go home. I'm like, how are you gonna go home? Uh, you they're saying that you're wheelchair bound. I want to go home. Okay, who's gonna take care of you? Uh, you and your father. Like, what do you mean, <laughs> me and dad? Um, you know, work full time. Yes, eight. We could resume aid service, and I could help. Uh, hopefully get you more eight hour service, but 
you know, I have um, two herniated discs in my back, a uh, history of a pinched nerve in my neck. I can't really put that much pressure uh, on myself to help you with transfers and stuff like that. And dad can't. I don't care. I want to go home. All right. Um, so, just, so we end up having like a huge argument all the while I'm on my way to teach a class. So I kind of lost track of time even before the argument happens with mom. Have the argument. I think it's like the first time I ever had an argument with my mom. So while I'm doing the class, I'm like for the first five or ten minutes of me already being late, like shaking, um, physically shaking during the class. Because like I'm really upset. Um, the class is done. Um, get home, talk to talk to mom, well, talk to dad, and explain like what happened. Know that she wants to go home. Um, so I end up having to do a uh, discharge plan for my own mom. I usually do discharge planning for my clients, whether they're coming home from the hospital or coming home from. Uh, nursing homes so I'm literally doing kind of like my own work that I do full-time and dealing with um, my own parent so that was weird you know in a way um, going just going uh, the back and forth with discharge planning with the social worker and the team again uh, they're like, this is what you need for her to go home. Again, they brought up the horror lift again. I'm like, a horror lift doesn't fit in my house. They're like, oh, she needs a folding wheelchair. She needs a walker, not a rollator. She needs an actual walker. I'm like, fine, get that. So do the discharge plan. She wants to go home. Um, I didn't want her in long-term care. Again, she's alert-oriented times three. She, many of the residents know are there long-term. Um, she's not a long-term candidate. Uh, so this is right where COVID was just about to pop off in a way. It was really the... the um, pandemic was about to start this is like the beginning of march um so i get her out just in time before you no know, visiting our visiting in new york state like they halted right after i took her out to nursing homes the the uh visitors um in new york state you know nursing homes didn't allow any more visitors in the nursing homes so this was march 6th she came home um no prior to her breaking her ankle she did have home attendant services in place so those ended up being resumed through her long-term insurance company she had they only gave me like four hours so literally uh finishing work and caring for her um by the time the aide leaves one one thirty two o'clock um you know my dad helped until i got home from work and then i took over 
after that, um, and then they were like, oh, well, we're not sending a nurse out because we are due to COVID. You know, we are not sending nurses out to do an assessment for more hours because I had requested like, hey, I need more hours um, to care for a mom. They're like, oh, well, we'll consider it, but a nurse is not going to go out. So that took a couple more weeks. Um, eventually, I got some more hours. Uh, so I had an aide come in till 3 o'clock and then included uh, Saturday hours because I let them know, like, hey, uh, you know, I need Saturday hours. That way, at least an aide could be here. I could be uh, taking care of the kids a little more better on the weekends. And by that time, this is mid-March, toward the end of March, definitely COVID has completely taken over New York City, the Tri-State area, um, pretty much the world by that point. Um, so going into April, the beginning of April, you know, she got her hours in April, and that's up. Uh, by that time, April, no longer working at the gym. The gym was closed. Um, then that, um, the first few days into April, mom develops um, a cough, complaining of some sore throat. Um, she had mentioned the aid came one day. I didn't notice by that time. I had stopped uh, going to the office, pretty much working from home. I didn't notice the aide was coughing. Um, she said the aide, oh, she was coughing, and I think she got me sick. Um, complained of a sore throat, gave her some cough medicine, some oregano drops for her throat. She seemed better than um, that first Tuesday of April. I noticed oh, she was like okay in the morning. And then in the afternoon, she was just coughing up a storm, coughing up a storm, coughing, seemed like she wanted to cough a phlegm and it never came out. Um, so it was like she was turning red. Um, I was on the phone, tried to call her doctor, like, to see what I could do for her. And I hung up the phone. I'm like, she's getting worse by the second. So I ended up calling 911. Um, e EMS came, they took her, um, no, I didn't, I knew she needed to go to the hospital, um, even though at that time, you know, um, pretty much anybody who was going to the hospital kind of, you know, news made it seem like either you already have COVID or you ended up going to contract COVID while in the hospital. Um, mom needed to go to the hospital. Was, um, when the EMS came, they took her out of the house. I made sure I said, I love you. Honestly, at that point, I didn't think that I would ever see her again at that time. Um, so I made a point of me saying, I love you to her. Um, they wheeled her out, um, a couple of days later, you know, getting updates from the doctors and the team at the hospital 
uh, she ends up on a ventilator for a couple of days. And, you know, I already had it in my mind, okay, she ain't going to make it. And just getting my mind ready um, for that. And, you know, I dealt with this before, um, you know, my ex-wife, uh, mother of my kids, passed away um, almost four years ago. So, like, dealt with that already. Um, and then I actually, um, God bless this doctor. I wish I remembered his doctor's name because he's another real MVP of COVID-19. Um, he, uh, the weekend comes that first weekend, um, weekend in uh, April. Um, believe that's like the 10th or the 11th of April. And now I'm on the phone with him. He's like, oh, in an ICU, uh, no longer on a ventilator. Um, I think I'll be able, she's talking, you know, still confused and scared, but you know, she's alert. Um, he put, he calls me on WhatsApp. Um, and I'm able to speak to her on the phone. My dad and I speak to her on the phone. Um, video chat. I get to see her. You know, she got you know, some tubes in her nose for oxygen. Um, looks pretty good. Come, you know, I've never seen anybody in, in a ventilator before. But from coming out of a ventilator and just having oxygen. Um, hey, how you doing? No. Just take it easy. She's asking me when I'm coming to see her in the hospital. I'm like, Mom, we got a pandemic going on. I can't, I would love to see you, but I, you know, they're not allowing visitors in the hospital. Um, Then the same doctor calls me again on video chat on Sunday. She sounds more, much better, more coherent. Um, asking about the kids, how they doing, um, you know, some small talk. Um, I make sure I, uh, both days I, uh, screenshot her, a picture of her from the, uh, uh, video chat. So I still have those pictures on my phone. Um, and then Monday comes. So that Sunday, Monday comes, I get a call, like, oh, she's, uh, is asymptomatic from COVID, she's going to be discharged that Tuesday. I'm like, what, really? That's, that's great news, uh, something, you know, I didn't expect, you know, go from, you thinking the last time you're going to see your mom, and then she ends up, you know, According to the doctors, medically clear for discharge. That's you know amazing. Um, so Tuesday comes, um, you know, discharge the discharged mom. Um, well, even before she gets discharged, um, you know, my dad's like kind of like freaking out because you know, you know, she mom ended up have was diagnosed with COVID 
वहाँ वाला हॉस्पिटल वॉचिंग न्यूज गेटिंग अपडेट्स आई एम स्टिल वर्किंग दिस होल टाइम सो लाइक इन बिटवीन वर्क आई एम कॉलिंग द हॉस्पिटल ट्राइन टू गेट अपडेट्स ऑन माम नो डीलिंग विद डैड एंड हेज एंगजाइटी लकली फॉर मी लाइक आई मैं अर्लियर द किड्स वो आर स्कूल पुतर होम स्कूल माई गर्ल फ्रेंड्स अ टीचर we decided that the kids are going to stay with her until for the immediate future while you know I'm going back and forth at work I'm still doing an occasional home visit here and there working from home taking care of mom and dad uh so she in the hospital I'm dealing with dad I'm dealing with work work is crazy clients getting covid left and right clients are dying at, at work just crazy 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 um so like my dad is like on the phone calling his doctors after like I let my dad know hey she's going to be discharged you no know, she got covid then her doc- his doctors um you no know, my dad is like oh, uh autoimmune he had a kidney transplant like years ago um so his doctors is calling me like crazy like hey your mom can't come home you no know, is there a plan for your dad uh, not being in the house i'm like no we don't have family in the state um to care for him he's not going to go to a shelter um i don't have a choice but to have mom come home is she medically clear she medically clear they try to interfere with mom's discharge um and then in my head i'm like where is this all this care coordination in terms of all your my dad's doctors never really communicate amongst each other but that's a whole other topic for like another day Uh, so mom comes home to that Tuesday night. So she spends a full week in the hospital. Comes home ten o'clock at night, and they, as soon as she got out of the uh, ambulance, I noticed right away something's off. Something ain't right. Um, they bring her to the house. Um, no. change her put some clothes on her put a diaper on her cuz she had any clothes on no diaper on but a diaper on um no having her to turn and like ma I need you to turn and she's looking at me like head in deer lights no fully coherent okay i kind of figure hey you been in the hospital all this time you was on a ventilator okay you just must be tired and just body wearing out on you no i didn't really pay too much into it, but i knew that something was off like she, almost like she didn't know where she was at next morning is wednesday uh, i believe that's um the 14th 15th around there um it was a wednesday um she didn't want to eat breakfast um 
wasn't really talking too much at all. Like, you're hungry? No. You're thirsty? She just wanted some water. Not like her at all. Um, pretty much slept through the morning. Didn't um, didn't ask for her med- morning medication, her diabetes medication, anything. She uh, was prescribed new medications from the hospital. Um, I went to the pharmacy, go get it, try to give it to her. And she's like choking on one of the pills. Um, choking on some Gatorade and give it her. And this is not normal. Um, no choke, choking on some Gatorade is is not normal. She coughs it up. Uh, all right. Um, my dad's like freaking out. And I'm like, I'm just gonna call nine one one. So she doesn't even go a full twenty four hours being in the house. Uh, call nine one one, send her back to the hospital. Now I really don't don't think she's gonna make it. Um, I actually did not go on a ventilator this time, on oxygen. Pretty stable. Um, so a week goes by. Two weeks go by. They're trying to figure out why she has her altered mental status. Um, seeing a having a psych a psych counsel. I'm seeing a psychiatrist. She having these tests, trying to figure out where the altered mental state is coming from. They determined that she, that's somehow related to COVID, COVID-19. Um, but she's asymptomatic otherwise. Um, and they talking about discharging her. Um, prior to going to the hospital, this second time around, I let the hospital staff um, know that she needs to be in long-term care. Um, for the whole month of March and that first few days of April, you know, changing mom's diapers was a huge struggle. Um, basically, the only thing she could do was eat and drink for herself. That's the only thing functioning she could do. And watch TV, change the channel, grab the remote, change the channel, watch TV. She could have a conversation with you, knows what she wants. Uh, take my meds, can kind of take my medicine now, um, just regular stuff anybody would do, um, she was confined to a hospital bed, uh, refused to try to get out of bed, um, basically just scared that if she would try to get out of bed, uh, she would fall, um, so I didn't, like, really forced that upon her to try to get her to walk um i did educate her about you know she moving from side to side while on the bed uh, to prevent prevent pressure ulcers it formed her the dangers of pressure ulcers especially especially sacral pressure ulcers um letting her know um if she develops 
any type of these ulcers, especially sacral ulcers. She's going to be prone to infections, and uh, which can lead to her death. Um, and I learned that from uh, two jobs ago. I had. So I'm educating her about that. Um, you know, at a point, she's like, like it didn't really like bother her too much. Didn't really move. The only time she moved was like when I was, anytime my dad and I changing like her diapers or the aide changing her diapers and changing her diapers was a huge struggle. Every time I changed a diaper, like my back would be on fire. Um, also like, uh, hurt my finger, my right middle finger, um, last, last December playing basketball. So my finger never fully healed correctly. So anytime I change a diaper and moving her from side to side, I will hurt my finger, hurt, uh, my back will be on fire. Um, so... You know, my dad um, helping, the aide complaining that she's putting a lot of pressure, the diaper, like my mom, like couldn't lift her pelvis to assist with the change, uh, to try to wash her, was basically going side to side, needing bed baths. Um, I was like, mom, you're not paralyzed while you're acting like you're paralyzed. Just try to move, like make an effort. Uh, and it's like, I can't do it, I can't do it, and, you know, afraid of pain, um, so all these factors going on, so, so I got work being crazy, I got, you know, by that time, you know, my dad kind of improved his mood a little bit, um, Back and forth with him dealing with mom. Um, when the kid, when mom went back to the hospital the first time, um, I just um, you know, basically stayed home, didn't go see the kids that weekend. She went back home uh, to the hospital the second time. I definitely kind of like self quarantined myself in the house, uh, try to stay away from dad. Um, Try to keep my distance and not go to Queens to see my girlfriend and my kids. Um, definitely a lot of WhatsApp calls, video chat calls, telephone calls um, during that brief time. Um, just for their safety and my safety too. Um, not... I had like a little bit of sore, I had a little bit of like a sore throat, some runny nose, but nothing else crazy. The, the sore throat went away, like with oregano drops and vitamin C and um, things of that nature. Um, trying to eat healthy, uh, fish. I've been eating so much green beans, this is crazy. Um, you know, ordering meal prep delivery food, so trying to eat healthy that way, you know, get the vitamins I need, I'm taking so many vitamins, like, 
vitamin C, like anything I could think, multivitamins, like I joke around, like it's like Hulk Hogan always talked about, say your prayers, eat vitamin, drinking vitamins, I'm drinking so many vitamins, it's crazy. Um. So yeah, this so the second hospitalization, you know, one week goes by, and they trying to figure out what what's going on with the altered mental state and they can't figure it out um i let the hospital know she needs to be in long-term care um we can't care for her anymore like so we're back looking for nursing homes for the second time around and you know we find a nursing home that's actually in not far from my house. Um, and she gets discharged in, from the hospital to the nursing home. They felt like she was medically cleared. So that's like the last week of April. Um, going into um, first couple of days of May. Um, seemed to be okay. Um, when she got into the nursing home, no issues. Then, um, that Saturday, um, I get a call from the hospital, from the nursing home. Um, something medically is going on with her. Um, they were like, let me know how she was doing. Um, they were like handling it, you know, following up. Um, I never, I didn't get that call back. Uh, I tried to reach out to the nursing home. I couldn't get through to them. So Sunday, May 3rd comes along. And it was just after 5 o'clock in the morning. And I get that call. Uh, Mom didn't make it. She passes away. And... I I couldn't believe it. like I like what? Said, yeah, I'm sorry, the she didn't make it. Those exact words. Um and I start obviously I start crying. Um uh, let my girlfriend know She's like hugging me and crying. We're both crying. My body is numb. Go to the bathroom. Just crying. Um, I go get some water. Uh, go back to the bedroom and just like I'm like sitting on my girl's bed and just like shock you kind of like mental prepare yourself but when that news hits and that's your mom is it's hard um the kids wake up like nine, it was like eight, nine o'clock. They had breakfast. Um, 
have a talk with them. Like, hey, I got something to tell you is important. Uh, so I have my daughter my, on my lap, my son on my other lap. Uh, let them know uh, grandma passed away. Uh, my son is like, like what? Like, you're joking, right? And my daughter's like, no, daddy wouldn't joke like that. Uh, and they both give me a hug. Uh, it sucks for them. Uh, losing two major, uh, you know, mother figures in their life. So young. My daughter's only four when her mom passed. Uh, my son was seven. That that's like the one thing that uh, we didn't have in common until May third was. I still had both my parents, and for the last almost four years, I've been uh, their only parent left. My girlfriend's uh, been dating my girl for the last almost four years now and she's stepped up so much that she's become my daughter calls her her stepmom even though I haven't popped the question yet it's coming Um, um, that's the least I could do for my girl (laughs) it's proposed finally Um, but it's no, I let them know, like, hey, we unfortunately we finally got something in common is losing a parent. Um, I let them know that they still got like six weeks of school left. That's their job to do their best in school. Um, my son is will be a member of the class of 2020 graduating from fifth grade uh, next month whether they do uh, a virtual graduation or not you know be graduating going into middle school and I'll let them know like you know if you have any questions any thoughts you let me know um, and we go from there and they give me a hug I shed a couple, a couple of tears, and we start letting uh, family members know, close friends know, know letting family in Puerto Rico know, uh, a couple family family members here in Ave New York know, and dealing with their grief. Um, and it's like, it's been crazy. Um, now I took a week off from work. Um, uh, a sick day, a personal day, and like a couple of vacation days. Um, no, no letting, 
you know, just dealing with 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 stuff of you know, personal stuff in terms of you no know, bills and insurance and all that. Um, come back to work. Um, that second full week of May, and of course, the first day back of work, back to work. Uh, one of my clients passed away due to COVID, so here I am losing a parent just a week ago, a week before, and then come back to work and deal with a client passing away and the rest of the week work wasn't too bad and work really hasn't been too bad since um so not um this um past Saturday 23rd I believe was either the 9th or the 16th um, of finding a, a funeral home uh, to do uh, cremation was tough um, just so many people passed away in the tri-state area um, I get a call um, from the uh, funeral home that I found um, able to pick up mom's body from the nursing home and I had to ID her. Um, they're like, how do you want the picture sent? Uh, text or email? Uh, picked email. Got that email. And let's put it this way. The image was is fully ingrained in my brain for the rest of my life. Um. I start crying immediately when I saw the picture. It lasted like two or three seconds looking at that picture and uh, put the phone down, got out of my email, and I almost start to feel like I'm about to black out. I tell my son, uh, I was at my girlfriend's house again that Saturday. And I tell my son, go get me some water quick. He gets me some water. Poor thing. I love him. He goes to goes to my girlfriend. He's like, um, I don't think daddy's feeling well. Um, and I drink the water. She comes up to me. He's like, hey, what's wrong? You okay? Like, uh, yeah, I'm okay. Um, I just had had to ID mom, and it was her. They emailed me. They picked up her her body from the nursing home. So that happened, and. You know, this past weekend, I had to go pick up her death certificate. It finally came. So I got some other things to deal with. Um, whoever needs it will get it. And um, some finances and 
still um, dealing with you know, the grief, going through pictures, um, throwing stuff away. My dad got rid of like all her clothes. He's been handling it rough. Um, this past weekend, um, or Friday, um, was rough for me. I still worked. Um, got through the day with work. Um, and then obviously I feel like I needed to do this podcast, uh, for my own mental health. Gonna get these thoughts out. You know, probably rambling most of this episode. Um, in order for mental health month, uh, for anybody dealing with being a, a caretaker for their elderly parents or elderly relatives and stuff like that, um, make sure that they have health insurance, uh, life insurance, um, check their policies. Some of these um, policies that some of these elderly people have uh, are crap. So make sure there's enough for burial expenses or even for cremation. You can always use whatever refund is left to get, um, you know, to handle your business financially. Um, So that, so. That's just some tidbits from my end. Um, in terms of that, so that's why I named this episode Dear Mama. Uh, I miss you. I love you. And I'ma still do what I gotta do. And you know the kids miss you. Uh, uh, and always will be in my heart you sacrificed so much for me and caring for you um i'm glad i took you out to nursing home and caring for you was the least i could do even though i complained um letting her know like hey me caring for you is preventing me from what's preventing me from not being with the kids as much as i did but I'm glad I did it, and I have no regrets. I did the best I could. Nobody could say anything about me not trying to care, care for you. That includes family. And I tried. I tried my best. And I love you, and you always will be in my heart. That's all I got for today on this podcast. Um, make sure you subscribe. Um, go to anchor.fm if you want to support financially the podcast. Um, it's on Spotify. It's on Apple Podcasts. It's um, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find this podcast. Until next time, thank you so much for listening.